Hello everybody, welcome back to the third episode of The Music Bleachers. I'm very excited about this episode. We had this album um, submitted, someone wanted this to be discussed. We actually got them on the podcast and for all of your excitement as well as mine, it's not Nathan, a big moment for me. So I'd just like to welcome Liam Harding to The Music Bleachers. Welcome. <laughs> G'day, thank you for having me on. I'm I wish you didn't disclose that I was the one that actually submitted Lover as the request. But... Uh, um, well, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on, finally. Thank you, long-time listener. All right, so um, brought you on to talk about the seventh album by Taylor Swift, Lover. Seven, gee. Number seven, yeah. Wow, that's a lot. I know, it is a lot. It's Especially for some like an artist in this day and age, I suppose. Seven's mm. quite a large number of albums to get to. Especially so quickly. Yeah, what? She can't be older than 30, can she? Oh, I think she's around that, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is her seventh album. Longest track list out of any album with 18 songs. 18. Too many. Just That's just a lot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, we also had Jack Antonoff, which is the music god, um, collaborate and co-produce this album. Um, which is very exciting. Jack Antonoff is responsible for just some of the biggest hits of some of the biggest music celebrities, I suppose. Is he? What hits can yep. you mention? Um, well, I can actually mention "Green Light" by Lord. Mm. Um, he was no, he was very heavily involved in um, melodrama, which is why it was so good. Ah, I am sound... familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, you sound very uninterested. <laughs> no, I, I I know Lord. <laughs> I... I love music, man. I don't know if you do. We're talking about music, not SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so any thoughts about the album to start with? Anything that you want to get off your chest, first of all? Oh, uh, well, look, uh, if anyone in the audience knows me, uh, they might not. Uh, I, they'd know that I'm I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I uh, love... <laughs> but, um, uh-huh. but Lover is something that's very close to my heart. Uh, the album is my favourite album of all time. Uh, probably doesn't resonate much because I don't really listen to many albums, so I can't say that. Favourite album of all time? Yeah, I've, it's not like I have many other albums vying for contention. Yeah, that's fair. So I, I take it then as top Taylor Swift song then? Uh, album? What is it? <laughs> yeah, you would take it as a top Taylor Swift album, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. not whatever that thing was that she bought out earlier in the year. You don't like folklore? Yeah, I'm sure that's... We don't have enough time to talk about that one, I think. Gee whiz, all right. Well, um, suppose we should touch on... Um, I suppose the rebranding Taylor does basically every two years with every album. Mm, she does that, doesn't she? Which which Taylor are you going to get next? You never know. Didn't expect an indie album from Taylor to start at, what, mid-2020? Wasn't expected yet? Mm, it was a... Pretty good, though. Not bad. Yeah, you know, she did. she did a good job. I guess. You know, we're here to talk about Lover, aren't we? We are. Um, this is Taylor's second best album, obviously behind 1989, because that is a masterpiece. Again, Jack Antonoff responsible for that. No comment. Oof. All right. Um, so the four singles I thought we'd just quickly mention, um, the four singles for this album were Me, You Need to Calm Down, Lover, and The Man. Um, I think that's an odd choice of singles. Yeah, I personally didn't know that. That's... Yeah, there are two that obviously shouldn't be on there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it's always good to put on, um, if you've got a title track, I suppose you should 
probably release that as a single. Yeah, so I'm exactly. glad he's got Lover there. Me, I don't know why that's there. Probably just because it was collab with um, Brendan Urie, but... Yeah, they had to pull in the younger crowd, I guess. Yeah, apparently. All right, well, I thought, why don't we start going through the album track by track? Hey, now that's a good idea. Good thing I prepared to do that as well myself. Huh, I'm glad you did, Liam. <laughs> glad you did. Great minds think alike. Haha. <laughs> well, it's like you weren't told to do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, so first off, we've got um, the opening track of the album, I Forgot That You Existed. Mm. Pretty good opener. I think it is a fantastic opener myself. What would you rank it out of 10 if you had to? Oof. Um, maybe a maybe a 6. Ooh, cold. Okay. Not really? Well, I, what about yourself? I've given it an 8 uh, out of 10. Yikes. That is quite high. I just think it just it tells you what the album is going to be about straight away and you know you're in for a ride. In what way? What do you how do you think that because I guess this is a romance album, isn't it? A sort of love romance album. Yeah. And it's just, and it goes sort of through its ups and downs. And I think this one hits us with a big up. Uh, I don't know who it's about, the song. Maybe you do. Um, no, I tried not to do too much research because I wanted to, I don't know, you kind of imagine who you want it to be about. Like the next song I have someone in mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who she quite wrote this one about. She might yeah. not have. Exactly. Like I don't think, it doesn't matter who it's about. I think everyone can interpret it for themselves as a, how they want and I guess that's what most artists do they want it to resonate with everyone and not sort of just seem about themselves yeah absolutely um well I think yeah as you said it's a pretty good opener to the album it's very upbeat which is good because I mean most of her opening tracks usually are um in 1989 we had Welcome to New York that's quite upbeat it's not good (laughs) but it's upbeat yeah she she tries Uh. she did yeah yeah it's nothing too special this song but it's it's catchy enough yeah, like it's, there's no deep meaning behind it, but it's it's funny. It's a bit of a chuckle. Bit of a chuckle, eh? Well, you know, like the lyrics are funny. They, yeah. You know, like taught me some hard lessons. I just forgot what they were. Like I laugh at that. I'm glad. I'm really <laughs> glad you appreciate those little things. It's the little things, isn't it? Always is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's all I've got to touch on in that great opener. Eight out of ten. Yikes. Um. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so moving on to track two, we've got Cruel Summer. This is just so, so good. I love this song. Mm, I agree. It's another fire song, isn't it? Absolutely. Eight out of ten. Yeah, no, it's a good time. Um, have you got any lyrics written down for this one that you wanted to mention? I actually didn't write any down, but I'm sure you've got some you can fill me in on. Sure do. Devil roll the dice, angels roll their eyes. Isn't that mm, a nice simile? What could that mean? Huh. I'll let you sort that one out, I think. Have a little thinky think. Uh, I'll open it up to the viewers. Viewers at home, Liam would love to know what you think. Devils roll the dice, angels roll their eyes means. Yeah, but feel free to send us a message. Send them in. I'll I'll read them. Um, no, just all around, it's a good song. It's really catchy. Good opening to the song as well. A hundred percent. The chorus hits hard. It is so good. It, that's where it hits you, doesn't it? It really does. Like this is a this would be a great karaoke song. Great, uh, you know, sunset drive, blasting the music windows down spring vibes it does for it. and i mean you know everyone has a cruel summer don't they or would everyone will have a cruel summer maybe i don't know a lot of people will experience it i think the yeah. core message which i'll touch on oh maybe i'll do it now oh yeah um, I don't know another messages sorry oh no i was just going to mention um another part of cruel summer it kind of comes across as like a, a classic 
secret love. Mm. It's like sneaking around. I don't want the other line is I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. Really, I did not listen to that. All about sneaking around, sneak into the garden gate. That is interesting. To, yeah, I I didn't even know that was what this song was about. It shows how little. Well, it might not be. Yeah, um, that's just how I interpret it. I didn't. Yeah, to, I should probably disclaim to people that I'm not much of a lyrics person. Well, I am. That probably sounds a bit, you know. But I, I just think picked up on that. I'm more of a tune person. So, all right. Uh, track three, lover. What are oh. your thoughts? <laughs> what are my thoughts? Well, I think many. People would know. Well, I say many people. Two I'm people. Sure. <laughs> Maybe one of them's listening to this. Maybe. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure this is my all-time favourite Taylor Swift song. Uh, it's actually, fun fact, one of the three songs that she wrote entirely herself for the album. I found that oh, out. Oh, nice. Yeah, found that out today. Man's done his research. I like that. Just for that one. I think this is one of the most romantic songs She's ever made, probably. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's a go-to wedding song. If if anyone out there that's listening has been married to or is planning on getting married to this song, I'd really like to know how it went for them. So you can know what to improve on? Well, I'd just be curious to see. You know, I first, I can't see it going wrong in a wedding scenario, so I'd be interested. Yeah, fair enough. Of all the title tracks from her albums, like Fearless, and I feel like this is the best. Oh, by far. This yeah. is... I can't think of another title track she could have done. I feel like it yeah, it really sums up what the album's about. There's just different like aspects of love explored in every song. Exactly. Uh it's just it really brings it all together, doesn't it? For uh, sure. I feel like that's why it's a fan favourite song. Yeah. I also wrote down for this song, I also wrote that the bridge in this song I think is worth mentioning. Normally I hate bridges and songs, but I think the bridge in this song is phenomenal. Uh, I'll let you read the lyrics out for this. I know you're excited about them. I hadn't even wrote them down, but I could think I know them off by heart. Uh, I think, you know, some of the lyrics in the bridge, uh, I take this magnetic force of a man to be my uh, lover. Uh, and, uh, I They're basically Taylor Swift's wedding vows I am envisaging, I'm assuming, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah she says something about um, guitar scars. I, I can't remember that one, but... It, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, guitar scars in hand or something. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. It's just a good, it's a good song. If you haven't listened to it, well, you, you would have listened to it, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you haven't, because this wasn't, this was one of the singles, but it was probably one of the most, one of the least played on radio, I suppose. Because I didn't, I never heard this on the radio ever. Yeah, no, never. I bizarre. It was always me. They always played me. <laughs> oh. Don't know why they did that, but we'll get there later. No idea. But, you know, Lover is an... You can't fault it as a song. It's beautiful. It's touching. That it is. Um, and they also... Um, Taylor also called back there. She said, this is our place. We make the rules. Mm. And that is um, relates back to Cruel Summer, I believe. No rules in Breakable Heaven, you know? No rules in Breakable Heaven when you're... Sneaking around with a secret love interest, but when you found when you found that one love, this is our place. You know, we make the rules. Now that is a fun little Easter egg. I'm impressed you've picked up on that one. Thank you, and I found that out again today because I had to do some quick research before we did this. That's that's impressive. No, that shows the thought she's put into on it. It does, and like it could be 
one of those things that huh, just happens to be kind of similar wording, but also it does seem like something that's just a bit direct. Yeah, I'm sure she meant it. Yeah. All right, overall, great song. Really good. Great song. Did I mention I can play it on piano? We'll edit that out. Oh. <laughs> um, number four, The Man. It's a mm. bit catchy. It's a bit catchy. That, that's actually the only word that I wrote next to it was catchy, I guess. Mm. The intro is kind of unique as well. I like that. But overall, I think it's a mid to low tier song. Album's got better to offer. I agree. Like, I guess the meaning behind it is obviously quite important. Uh, I suppose. So, so that's, um, I think that's probably the best part to it. Uh, yeah, the song itself isn't so impressive, but the meaning behind it is does bump it up a few notches. Yeah. But I mean, it is just, I don't know. I don't want to say basic pop because it's not, but it is a bit of a basic overall production. Yeah, nothing nothing crash up, but, you know, still serviceable. Oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah, I don't, don't have much else to say on it. <laughs> no, that's fair. Don't need to spend too much time on it. There is a lot of songs here. There sure is. <laughs> um. So next up, song number five, we've got The Archer. Mm, yes. Huh, this one's a bit overhyped. It it is certainly overhyped, Callum. Mm. Uh, the amount of um, I suppose what what would we call them? I suppose you'd say sad vibe boys, sad boys, sad girls on TikTok. When this came out, they were like me just crying at three a.m. in bed listening to the Archer, feeling like love. I'm being torn apart, and I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. This is attention. You just want attention. This isn't even a good song to be doing that to. It's a it's a bizarre choice of them to sort of cult get behind. Uh, I've wrote down possibly the worst song on the album, to be honest. I mean, it's it's low tier, but it's, it's definitely. I, it's not the worst song on the album. Yeah, I've wrote where would you play it? Like, I don't really know what sort of what it fits into. Like, what what playlist can I put it on? I suppose you could put this on like a chill vibe study playlist where you're not going to get too involved in like singing or you know, bopping along to it when you're meant to be studying. Yeah, like, you know... I've... Like, it's it's smooth enough listening that you can... It's playable. It's not a bad song, but it's just not great at all. I did write that the bridge in this song, again, on Taylor Swift's Bridges, I wrote that this bridge is still quality. So, yeah. again, another classic bridge from Taylor. She knows how to do them. She really does. She's got a lot of good ones. We're just chasing the bridge from Getaway Car. We're just chasing that feeling. Mm, well, I can tell you that it's not going to be the last time I mentioned bridges in this podcast. I've got some more written down. Oh, dear. <laughs> I look forward to hearing them. You might be mentioning it for the next song. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Um, track number six, I Think He Knows. Ooh. <sighs> what are you? I think we're going to have differing opinions on this. So I'll let you go first. Well, I have wrote down in capital letters, banger for this song. And... But I also believe it needs multiple listens before it reaches banger status. Because I personally heard it the first time and thought it was a bit average, but upon many re-listens, I think it is incredible. That's fair. I like your justification. Top marks. Thank you. I think the chorus is groovy. I like it. I like the beat. I like the beat. Um, it's got a. It's kind of like almost a bit of a unique vibe, considering the rest of the album. Like, you can point a few songs out and be like, oh, that's a bit different. Taylor's done something else there. Yeah, this is yeah. one of them. But, I mean, I don't think I've listened to it as as much as you have. It's still a bit of a mid-tier song for me. It's, it's good. can bop along, but... That's fair enough. I, 
I personally think it's probably in the top three most romantic songs in the album. Okay. Just, I don't know, Just it's just so, you know, nice. She's wrote, one of, a lyric I wrote down is, I am an architect, I'm drawing up the plans. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. It's like I'm 17, nobody understands. No one understands. Wow, Liam. <laughs> I didn't realise you were a bit of a sad boy at heart. Didn't have that stage at 17, having it at 23 instead. <laughs> Apparently. Could that, yeah, read Fair that. enough, you know, you got to. It's touching stuff. It really is. Anything else to say on it? No, just 8.5 out of 10. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> All right. Moving on uh, to an anticipated track. Track number seven, Miss Highly. Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Highly anticipated. I will start with this one. Go for it. Um, so I was thinking about what to write down for this and what to talk about. I couldn't exactly pinpoint what I liked about this song. It's just the entire vibe is just there. It's catchy, you know? Some of the lyrics are... I wouldn't say basic, but they're just like, they're just so, and I can really get behind it. I'm a big fan of this song. Understandable. I personally, a bit of a fan theory here, but I think maybe the reason you enjoy it so much is I think it's very similar to a lot of Lord's work, if you agree with me. Um, I suppose in overall feeling, definitely not production quality, but I suppose overall feeling, and again, Jack Antonoff was... Um, involved with the produce the production of both of these songs mm, jack yeah so yeah so maybe, well yeah. fun fact fun fact as well jack antonoff um has he produces music under the name the bleachers does he he does slight little um i was gonna say little name little name share there because you know a little bit of inception for you just gotta idolize the true music gods you know that's only true fans would have already realized that yeah or one of them <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess Miss Americana, I I guess it's catchy-ish, you know? Yeah, it's definitely catchy. Yeah, it's catchy. Is it good? don't know. I think so. Like, I feel like the lyrics really encapsulate getting caught up, like getting caught deep in the idea of being with someone who may or may not feel the same as you. I mean, I suppose that's people wearing their heart on their sleeves. That's something that'll stand out. And maybe that's why I like the song so much, because it's like, this happens. This people, This happens to people all the time. Probably because I guess again back to me not listening to lyrics. I had no idea that was what the song was about. So again, no. I I feel like I should preface this. I don't know what these songs are about necessarily. This is just my understanding of it. Fair I enough. can be very wrong, but oh, yeah, well. it's everyone's allowed their own interpretation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Overall, good song. I'd say this is. I didn't like. I didn't not like it the first time I heard it, but it's definitely grown on me. So yeah, I think it's a very good song. Um, I'm glad you think that. That makes one of us. Yeah. Where would you? Are you mid tier for this or mid low or what? I, I've, I've still mid tiered it. It's clearly not yeah. bottom tier. It's mid tier. All right, good. That's fine. Yeah, don't worry. It doesn't. It doesn't make the bottom. That's good. Um. All right, moving on. Track eight, Paper Rings. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wowza. Uh, was this? Did you say this was one of the singles? Or? No, this wasn't. So. What I think happened with this is, um, I don't know if I can speak for you as well, but Heard Me, when that was released a single, went, ooh, yeah. no thanks, not for me. <laughs> um, the album was released, and I think Paper Rings showed up on um, my personal New Music Friday 
playlist. Yeah. And I heard that and I was like, hold, hold up, <laughs> hold up. And I don't know if I showed you or you happened to have a similar experience and found it. And we were just like, this is it. This is it. This is, yeah. It's it's one of those songs that it only takes one listen for you to know that it is a song. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's probably her best dance song on the album. Like you could just play it at a party and everyone would want to dance to it. For sure. And we have played it at many pre's. Oh, 100%. It's always requested. Yeah. It's, every, it, it appeals to everyone. Even if you hate on Taylor Swift, you can't really hate on this. Yeah. Like it's such a big pop sound and it's such a drastic tonal shift from Miss Americana as well. Exactly. The shift actually works really well, True. I think, when you listen to the album. Yeah. Um, and when you look, obviously we'll come to the song that's after it, but when you look at the songs that's sandwiched in between, they're like completely different tones, aren't they? For sure. Yeah, I didn't even realise um, the next track as well is completely different. Yeah, that's a good song though. Good time. Yeah, uh, I also wrote down for this, I wrote another insane quality bridge from Taylor Swift. So I mean, <laughs> where is she pulling these from? Are you going to sing a little bit for the audience? Uh, I didn't write down the lyrics from the bridge, but I did write down the lyrics. If you don't know them, you're a fake fan. (laughs) Well, call me a fake fan then. (laughs) But I did write down the lyrics from the start, which I didn't pick up on until this listen, which are, now I wake up in the night and watch you breathe. And I don't know if if that's really romantic or just creepy, but it's nice. Well, if if you put that with, I hate accidents except when we went from friends to this, uh uh-huh. That's right, Darlene. You're the one I want. Like, whoa, that's a bit. Maybe this is to- uh, like Stalker Swift. Who knows? I mean, probably she does have those vibes. Oh, not currently. I mean, she might have at the time, but <laughs> maybe she's an indie girl now. If you haven't heard, oh, I've heard. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, paper rings. Good time. Oh yeah, brilliant time. Everyone would have heard it. I don't reckon they would have because it's not. Like, if you look at all the rankings, surprisingly, a lot of people will put this mid-tier or something. And to those people, I say... <laughs> so I say that as well. And is that because they're trying to be edgy? Or, like, what are they What are they trying to achieve? I don't know. It's 2020. If you're still hating on Taylor Swift, uh, you're a clown. <laughs> all I can say to any of the listeners out there, if anyone actually thinks that Paper Rings would go below me on an album ranking, just... I don't know. Is it okay to tell them to stop following the podcast? No, I think it's just, you need to go check yourself, mate. Come on. Although I don't think I've actually seen it placed below me on a ranking, but I've just, I've seen it outside the top 10 and I don't think that's okay. Not okay at all. So just go re-listen to it, everyone. Take a, take a listen. Absolutely. All right. Moving on. Track nine, Cornelia Street. Hmm. Beautiful. Would you agree with me on that? It's it's good. Um, I thought I liked it more the first listen, but I think since then I've had a lot of other favourites emerge. Um, it's a great song, but there are better songs on the album. That's not fair enough. I I can see where you're coming from. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's one of it's a nice song. It's apparently it's Taylor Swift's favourite song from the album. I found out today. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's, I like the rhythmic journey it kind of takes you on because it starts out, I would also, I would almost compare this to um, King of My Heart from Reputation. I think it starts off very similar vibes, but then she just sticks with like a lover-esque approach, if that makes sense to you. 
Uh, it doesn't because I haven't heard that song, but I'm sure it might make sense to the viewers. Again, probably not because <laughs> that wasn't a single and unless you've listened to the album. You're in trouble. Um, off topic, but I re-listened to Reputation and I, it's growing on me because instead of having like seven average, average, average songs, it's only got like four or five now. Really? That yeah. is shocking because I cannot fathom that. Well, because they're all in the second half. Um, the first like ready for it and then all those type of like no not about that but she starts talking about dress and king of my heart and you know getaway car and all that yeah i don't don't vibe that taylor to be honest fair enough she had something to prove she proved it she moved on and that's what we like about it if you don't like her music in two years it's going to be different exactly and then you probably might like it then but then you'll hate it again in another two years just wait till 2022 liam you'll be right Oh, let's hope it's a repeat of Lover. I mean, probably, because Lover was technically almost like chapter two of 1989. It was True. just more love focused. So there you go. Yeah. Who knows? Overall, Cornelius Street, good song. It's great, great song. Mid tier. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost say top tier. <laughs> Next. Um, track 10, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Mm. What do you reckon? I'd give me this a firm bravo. This is one of my more favorite songs on the album. I personally think it's the saddest song on the album. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of meaning behind it. Uh, you just need to listen to the lyrics to understand the meaning. I won't read any out. Uh, true fans will get them. Uh, yeah. I see. True, you mean true fans who only like one Taylor Swift album out of eight? Yep, that's me. <laughs> yep, love that. Um, I just wrote that the um, acapella opening was kind of cool. That's about it. It's fine. It is growing on me, though. I will say that. I was going to say, really? Like, I thought you would have been into it. I think the first... I've ranked this album twice now. Yeah. The first time was, I think... After the first time I properly listened to the album, this was, like, number six. The second time I ranked it, it was, like, number 14. So I honestly don't know where it places. But it is, I think, since I've started listening to it again in the last week, it's getting... It's growing on me a bit. Yeah, I think... Listen to the lyrics, because as a lyric man yourself, I think you might like them. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, sometimes when you give a song a first listen, you don't necessarily interpret or, like, load all the lyrics in your head. I mean, for you, as more of a beat man, you like the beat? I like the beat. You might not need that, but, you know, (laughs) who knows? Everyone's different. Everyone has different ears, you know? Everyone does have different ears. Some people's are bigger than others. Didn't realise we were focusing on you that much in this podcast. There you go. Yeah, no, that, that was a dig at my ears, not yours, if you weren't sure. Oh, I know. I've, I've seen your ears. <laughs> yeah, we got some... We could land a plane with those. <laughs> um, overall, uh, it's fine. Have you got anything else to say about Death by a Thousand Cuts? No, that that's all for me on Death by a Thousand Cuts. Fair enough. I know you want to talk about the next song. Track 11. <laughs> Funnily London enough... London Boy. I do. London Boy. You know, to me... I think this is such a good song because of how, like, there's just no real meaning to it. It's just a bit of fun. Like, yeah. it's, you know, she's just talking about wanting a London boy. It's, it's she just, just wants them to know that she fancies them. Yeah, like, it's, it's just fun. It's upbeat. It's, it's again, it's super danceable. Yeah. You know, maybe it resonates more with me because uh, of my English heritage, uh, but I'm not sure. <sighs> that was a loud exhale. I had to pull the microphone closer for full effect. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it's it's an all around good time to be honest. It's just yeah, it's a bit of a silly song in the in the way that 
Does it have any deeper meaning? No. Does it need to? No. Exactly. It's just got a good vibe. I like the beat. It's got a good <laughs> sound. Um, also, it's it's karaoke worthy. I think this is one of maybe three songs, four songs on the album that if they were on, I don't know, a new edition of SingStar or if you went to a karaoke bar and they had it up there or as an option, you would pick it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, good duet, maybe even. Who knows? Potentially, or maybe not, because it's not, you know. <laughs> it's not a duet. Not a duet. <laughs> there you go. But although I did find out that, um, you know, at the start, the classic start, oh, we could go riding on my uh, scooter. Uh, everyone's that was a terrible off. accent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's uh, actually Idris Elba's voice. I I'm, did know that, yeah. Am I, am I pronouncing that correctly, Idris? Idris Elba, yeah. Yeah, off, yeah off the James Corden uh, Late Show. Didn't know that. Maybe the listeners do. Maybe. Bold of you to assume we have listeners. I'm just, I'm sure I'll, I'll get you some listeners, mate. Don't worry. Yike. It's got 200 followers on Instagram. Whoa, calm down there. Um, all right. So yeah, overall, not bad. Not bad. Great. Pretty song. good. Pretty good all around. Um, all right. Now we have to move on to one of the lowest points on the album, track 12. Soon you'll get better. Hmm. This is um, featuring the Dixie Chicks, or as they now refer to, apparently, the Chicks. Um, this song's just really, really boring, I think. Um, the, wow. There's got a bit of harmonizing in the chorus, very slow. I don't mind a good slow song, as you know, but this this isn't it. Not for me. Fair enough. I'm surprised that you, of all people, think it's boring, because when you look at the meaning behind it, it probably is the most meaningful for Taylor. Like, I think it's about her mum, isn't it? I'm not sure. I really dislike a song and just, I will not put any research into it. Oh, yeah. Well, it is about her mum. I was just sort of posing that as a question to make you sort of sound clever answering it back to me. But That's kind. Also <laughs> unneeded. Okay. I can do that myself, I hope. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, if you don't resonate when she says, because you have to, uh, I think that's very nice. Huh. A touching song, I believe. Um, anything else to say about it? Do you what are you, what are your over what are your overall kind of vibes of the song? Are you mid tier? I still mid tier, mid to low tier, but I still think it's serviceable. Yeah, but I mean, you'll have to admit, of the eighteen tracks, is at least at least sixteen that are better. I maybe not, but I it's in the low it's lowest tier, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there is a lot of good songs on this album. This for me, this ain't it. But yeah. for you, it might be. So give it a listen if you like. I'd recommend don't, but... Well, I think everyone should listen to it at least once. There are other songs they should listen to more, though. Like, as in more urgently needed. <laughs> more Such as Paper Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Urgent need. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on. Track 13, False God. Hmm. Oof. That sax. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's all I've got written is just sax in capital letters. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I just, oh, this is just such a good song. I remember, again, as I said previously, I had ranked this twice already. This is how I feel in my ISO days. A couple months ago, I ranked basically all the albums I was listening to. Originally, this was very low. And then second ranking, it's very, very high. I just, I love it so much. The sax is great. It separates itself from other songs on the album, um, featuring the sax and kind of in like the melody, I kind of think is just so unique for the song. And it's just beautiful. Just a just a great time. 
Yeah, I agree. It is a it is a great time. Uh, I've definitely ranked it slightly higher upon a few listens, and yeah, it's definitely worth the save now on Spotify. I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. We all worship this love like it's a false god. Wow. I mean, what does that mean? Well, it's up for your interpretation, isn't it? <laughs> we've we've noticed I don't really interpret much, so maybe I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right, fill me in on it. All right, track fourteen. You need to calm down. Wow, I think this is the last sort of really good song we get on the album for it peters off. I believe. I think I would agree with you. The last real tune, I think for sure. Yeah, I think for me. I, the reason I like this song is I just love how I get I don't know just Taylor's voice in it, it just the way it feels like she's just taking such a a moral high ground which I just love the, just how she says you know you need to calm down it's just so demeaning yeah. but also just incredible I love it yeah well I actually wrote down um, this song is effectively what we say to each other day to day um, it, being locked up in this apartment you need to calm down <laughs> you're being too loud. You need to just stop. Can you just not? It really, it genuinely is, isn't it? It's, it's what you say to someone if you realise you may be losing an argument and you just hit them with that and then you win the argument. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, it's a very catchy song as well. Um, I feel like it's one, again, that grows on you with every listen. Oh, of course. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love it now. I'm a huge fan. Nice. It's got a really good bouncy synth vibe as well. Big fan of that. Oh, yeah. Big love bouncy synth, man. Yeah, some might even say I like the beat. Do you like the beat? I like the beat. Like the beat? I like the beat. Good. <laughs> any other thoughts? No, I mean, I'd be interested to see if there's sort of any SoundCloud remixes on that one because there might be. Probably. Look, I'll check it out because I've got a SoundCloud account. We'll cut that out. Okay. <laughs> Stop plugging. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't given me a chance yet. Everyone else has been. Why going. would you? <laughs> You do not create the remixes. If you created content, of course you're gonna have a plug. I have you a sound, I have a SoundCloud <laughs> Just give me a ten I have a SoundCloud playlist called Slap if anyone's interested. It's Liam Harding. Give me a follow, please. Thank you. Bruh, you can't get a plug on a SoundCloud playlist. Like, I don't even plug my own playlists. But if I was to do that, <laughs> my um playlist main characters need not apply. That's a great time. Enjoy. Double up Moving on. Loves it. What's the next song? What's the next song? Next song, 15, Afterglow. Afterglow. Now, not to be funny or anything, but I'm going to try. Okay. I forgot that this existed. Ha! <laughs> Thank you. Just, I forgot, like, I knew the name of the song. I knew the name of the track was on the album. I'd forgotten what the song was because I probably only listened to it maybe twice um, besides today. It's not bad, though. Pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I I listened to it and then was like, why haven't I saved this to my library? I genuinely really enjoyed it. Yeah, surprising. Because usually yeah. what we've listened to this album, is today like the third time for you, second time? Probably, yeah, third time, full way through. Yeah. Um, I just never took any note of it the first two times. Yeah, no, but the chorus is really catchy. For sure, yeah. Definitely very catchy. Very drum-focused as well. Mm-hmm. Predominantly... In the background, very good, very big fan. Synth beat pop. <laughs> Synth beat pop beat. I like the beat. All right, moving on to a song I think we both have a lot to talk about. Track number 16, Me, featuring Brendan Urie. Ah, oh, yes, Brendan. Why? 
<laughs> Just why? I think the point of this song was so that they could create um, a music video and merch and profit. Yeah, probably 100%. It's also annoying, though, because it's it's one of those songs that, despite you would want it to not be on the album, it's also still easily in the top 10, I'd probably say. Okay, so, again, this was a single for the song, but I really don't like this song. In saying that, I think everyone claims to hate this song, but if it, if it came on at a club and you were drunk, you wouldn't be mad. No, You'd have a bit of a bop, yeah. Provided they didn't have the spelling as fun aspect. Yeah, so that's what also I was going to mention. So um, if anyone did hear this single just before the bridge, she goes, come on, kids, spelling is fun. And then they continue. Um, That was tragic. And thankfully, Taylor had the sense, sadly not the sense to cut the song from the album, (laughs) but she had the sense to cut that line from the album version of of the song. And I think that... Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the better things she's done. We're lucky. Yeah, oh, look, sadly it is a really really catchy song. Like the music video sucks, but and the song sucks, but yeah, you, yeah. you can't put it last in version of quality, can oh, you? Oh, you can't. To be honest, I when I first heard it on the radio, I didn't even know it was Taylor Swift. Uh that's just sort of me as a person, I guess. I don't really know these things. So yeah. Yeah. You would be the only one. Yeah, I would be that. <laughs> it's very evident that it's Taylor, but I mean, it's it's just such, it's almost like a pop princess pink glitter vibe, and I'm just like, ah, why are you doing this? You're so much better. You're better than this. She is better than this. But hey. Yeah. Better than probably some of the songs on Folklore, I'm sure. No, what? You didn't listen to Folklore then, did you? I did. Once. <laughs> Once? No. Half of it? Um, <laughs> no, I think it's potentially better than one maybe two songs from folklore but folklore overall is much better than this song fair enough all right two songs left moving on to track 17 it's nice to have a friend yeah look at here we've got taylor preaching the importance of friendship <laughs> yeah i mean this song exists i guess i see i don't mind it i quite enjoyed it this was very high in the ranking the first listen really not as much so since but uh, the only saving grace for this song is it goes for only two and a half minutes, I guess. So, Yikes. But other than that, I think it's probably almost the worst song on the album. Huh. Okay. Well, I would say it's mid-tier, so. Oh, there you go. Interesting. Yeah, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. I mean, apparently. like, it is nice to have a friend. Like, I wouldn't know, but yeah. I was going to say, you wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last song on the album, Daylight, track 18. Hmm. So I know you're not a massive fan of this. Uh, yeah, I'm not a massive fan, but I still, it's, it's still probably is mid-tier, like it's not a bad closer, it's a little bit yeah. long, a little bit draggy, but it's, again, serviceable. No, I'd agree, I think it's an alright song to wrap the album up with. Um, as you did say previously, like the last kind of quarter of the album, it feels not out of place, but it feels like it's lacking a certain essence that was on the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Daylight serves as a really great way to kind of sum up all of the songs on the album and kind of the essence of Lover. It's almost like a continuation of the song Lover, if you think about it. Obviously, not in quality. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, got all the synth elements that were present throughout um, the rest of the album. A lot of the backing vocals kind of, like, resemble other tracks as well. No, I agree, I agree with you there. Yeah, just a little. It's good sort of summation of it all, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think that 
increases my appreciation of the song Daylight. If we're looking at it just as a song standalone, it's mid-tier. It's fine. It's good. It's good. It's fine. It's nothing special. Oh, exactly. But hey, in terms of the album, it fits in all right, doesn't it? A lot better than some of the other songs. At Soon You'll Get Better. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, so that is Lover by Taylor Swift. Um, Overall, not a bad album. Um, We've looked at a few reviews. We've got Metacritic, who gave this 79 out of 100. Pitchfork, who gave it 7.1. Rolling Stone, who gave it 4 out of 5. What are your, what are you thinking for your overall rating of the album? Oh, yeah, I've got nine out of ten. Wow, is that too low? That is too high. <laughs> but again, entitled to your own opinion. Would you like to explain? No, I think I'm fully justified in giving this album a nine out of ten. Yeah, you are. But why oh, do you give it a nine out of ten? I think it's beautiful. Uh, the it's. Uh, it's just beautiful, man. I, that's all I've got for you. Fair enough. I'm a man of many words at many times, but not this time. Not when it comes to music. Not when it comes to explaining <laughs> a controversial opinion, apparently. That's not controversial. Oh, not controversial, yeah. No, no, fair enough. But I'm sure you've got some reasons behind yours. Yeah, so I've written down 3.5 or 4 out of 5. <laughs> I think after listening to it today, I think I'm going to give it a 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, purely because I like, I don't know, I kind of like how it's almost a continuation of 1989 in a very kind of like a, like a throwback kind of, hey, we did that, now we're doing this. It's not the same. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but like when it hits, when it peaks, it peaks, um, as we will go through shortly. When it has, when it like kind of messes up a bit, it's very obvious. Yeah, but overall, it's a good song. I've listened to it three times, and I've not hated listening to it either any of those times. So yeah, no, I'll lock in seven out of ten. How about that? So you've given a nine out of ten. I'll give it a seven out of ten. I'll take a seven out of ten. That's not not bad. Yeah. All right. Would you like to talk about your favorite songs of the album? Oh yeah. In what format would you like to talk about that? Perhaps a top um, five. A top five works. I think that's a good idea. Um, have you ordered yours, or have you just kind of got your top five ish? I've ordered mine, obviously. Great, go for it. Do you want me to like go five, then you do your five, and then like back and forth, or do you want me to just burn yeah, that'll work. It? Yeah, let's do that. Yep. So uh, number five, I've got. I think he knows. Nice, nice. That's a fair enough placement, I think. I'm going to be controversial. Yeah. And I'm going to say paper rings. Oh, it's, uh, I I can understand that depending on what's in the next uh, songs of yours to follow. <laughs> Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, you want to go number four? Number four, I've got London Boy actually in number four, which honestly surprised me. I thought it would make it higher. Okay, yep. Um, number four, I've got Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Okay, now it is getting controversial. You're having paper rings at number five? Yes, but as we've <laughs> covered, I appreciate the lyrics probably a little bit more than you do. Yeah. A lot of bit. Miss Americana just did it for me more than paper rings, I suppose. I guess, you know, fair enough. Man of culture. Number three, what have you got? I've got number three, You Need to Calm Down. Nice. Very energetic. I'm noticing a theme. I'm noticing a little pattern. Yeah, obviously. It's a big pattern. Yeah. Uh, my number three is something you might disagree with, but I've got False God. Absolutely ludicrous. Um... Well, as we've learned throughout ISO, opinions, everyone has them, 
and you have to accept them. Yeah, you can um, disagree as you clearly do, but yeah, no, I'm biting my tongue on that one. But... It's all right. I feel like I've got some things to say about your next couple, but we'll see. No, I don't think you do. Number two, uh, I've got Paper Rings as my second song. Yep. Uh, to be honest, it might. It will, they they switch between each other. The two to five. Number one's the only one that's set in stone. That's fair. What's your number two? I'm ready for you to yell at me. Number two, lover. I, I'm not going to yell at you. Uh, I haven't until heard... the podcast is over. <laughs> and, until your number one song gets revealed. <laughs> Understandable, but no, I think Love is a really good, a really great song. It very much encapsulates the album. She was right to name the album after it. No, that's fair. Oh, obviously, for me, my number one song is Lover. It's a song of pure beauty. Uh, find me a more beautiful song written by Taylor Swift. Find me a better song. And you I'm know, happy to. DM me uh, if anyone's interested. I think my Instagram name's Harding or something like that. Uh, Man acts like he doesn't know what it is when he <laughs> changed it about uh, within the last week. Yeah, I feel, I'm sure Callum will tag me in his next post. So it, DM me uh, what you think. Cause DM me a more romantic song than Lover. Or if you'd like to DM the page, that's also fine. Oh, the page. I, will, I will share it with Liam. I hope Maybe so. Maybe DM both of us at the music bleachers <laughs> at liam.kharding or something like that. <laughs> Please message us. Please. All right. That. What All is right. your um, number one song? My number one song is Cruel Summer. Mm, I thought it would be. Yeah. I'm just a big, big fan. It's just so good. It's kind of like, it's it's a mix between um, some of her more upbeat songs like Paper Rings and some of her maybe sadder, slower songs. It's kind of like, it feels like it's both at the same time. It, it is a bit of a vibe. Yeah, I guess you got that sort of that devil roll the dice uh, aspect and then the cruel summer aspect. Yeah. And the woo summer. It's so how, how does that woo go? Is it a woo or a woo? Woo! <laughs> that is how it goes. That is how it goes. Um, yeah, no, I feel like everyone's top five of this album will be very different, you know, based on either your music tastes, your thoughts and views on Taylor and... I don't know, like, if you've grown up with her from her roots and actually listened to all those albums as they've been released, you're going to have different thoughts to us who have listened to maybe the most recent four. Exactly. I'd love to know everyone's top five songs from Lover. Yeah, feel free to comment um, on Instagram, send us a message. Um, let us know. What are you, Maybe top three, maybe favourite song. What do you think of um, the songs of Lover? What do you rate it out of ten? Yeah, that'd be awesome to get some audience feedback. I'd love that. Well, we sure. do love audience feedback. Yeah, you'd love that. You'd podcast. I would love that, you know? Just reach out. Yeah, Reach like, out and touch somebody. People don't realise how much of a difference this one small message makes. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're asking them to donate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> donate your thoughts to our page. We've got a GoFundMe. <laughs> Any other overall thoughts about um, Lover? Uh, I don't have many overall thoughts apart from it is Taylor Swift's best album. I know I've got a biased opinion because I'm not really your cliche Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. Uh, but I probably am her biggest fan in this regards, maybe. I would have to disagree with you because you've clearly never seen a Taylor Swift fan <laughs> ev- ever, nor did you go to the Lover tour. <laughs> Or buy her merch, or buy the album, or have any posters in your room. But like, I can, Do you want me to continue? I can play the song on piano. 
Oh shit, you should have said. Maybe lead with that next time. Exactly. And my sister went to a few of her concerts. So your sister's a fan. Shout out to Freya if you're listening. Freya messages if you'd like to. Any just one person reaching out. <laughs> to anyone listening. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um overall I think we can all say we like the beat. It's a good time. <laughs> we like the beat. Yeah. Well, uh I think that's all we really have to say about it. Yeah, that's all for me. Yeah. Um, overall, pretty great album from Taylor. I'd say, personally, this is probably my second favourite Taylor album. Obviously, 1989 Deluxe Edition comes first because that is a musical masterpiece minus Bad Blood. But even Bad Blood is, like, the worst on that album, still better than the worst on this album. So I think that's what will do it for me. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Liam. Hope you've had fun. No, I've, I've had a really great time and I... You know, I hope I can be on any podcast in the future, if, but unlikely with... Um, yeah, you don't seem like the biggest music person, but if, if the music features has shown anything, it means you'll get at least two goes. You know, if you've got a SoundCloud episode, just let me know. Probably not. Don't forget to follow us on Insta if you don't already. It's at The Music Bleachers. We're a music podcast where we review new albums and favorite eras of music let us know if you have any thoughts of what you want to see in the future we're always taking suggestions again thanks Liam for joining us I hope everyone had a great time listening we'll see you next time <laughs>